0: anything you build in WPT will work on a browser, but it will equally work on a tablet or on a mobile phone. You make no change whatsoever to the system you've built and the application will work on a mobile phone. It's about building a user interface that is simple, straightforward to use, does exactly the job without all the other stuff that is is a distraction and unnecessary. And then all you're going to do is, well, what, What cues do you want? What workflow actions do you want? And you just say that those that you need to be available, you make available. Those you don't, you keep out of the way.
1: Hey, good morning, Mike Ball. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good, thanks, Paul.
1: Great. 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 Um, we're real pleased to have you here today on this episode of Capture Capitalists. Um, you, know, you and I have been uh, working together now for a little over a year, I think it has been, and uh, yeah. um, we got introduced uh, through a party over at Highland um, as a result of a engagement that a client uh, had brought forth to us, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I kind of, w- once I heard about this, offering we're going to talk about which which for the record happens to be called web portal toolkit um, and I'm going to let you uh, explain that in just a little bit but um, uh, you know I found that it was kind of the best kept secret inside of Highland <laughs> and yeah that's probably I, you, true I think you heard in my initial response when we first connected I'm like where's this been all this time this this is like an incredible offering and I'm like is everything my client Uh, has been looking for and uh, I was just so grateful that uh, we got introduced and uh, you know I hit it off really well I thought in the beginning and you spent some time I could tell you were extremely passionate about uh, WPT and uh, uh, web portal toolkits so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Highland, and we can dive into the WPT how's that sound
0: yeah sure Um, I guess so I've been with Highland about 12 years Similar roles in the industry, I actually worked for Perceptive before Highland, so it's kind of funny now that all my old work colleagues that weren't for a little while are now back as friends, so that's that's great. Um, so 12 years at Highland, uh, most of that, my background is pre-sales, so for about eight years of that I ran the European pre-sales team. So I think it's high, we had about 16 pre-sales guys uh, that, that reported to me. Um, for the last three or four years combination of partner training and then what we're going to talk about today this web portal toolkit uh, and and also my team is tasked with building solutions with onbase so kind of pre-built ready to go solutions for the marketplace um, particularly for international which is non non-north america for island. Um but you know the very fact you and i are working together suggests that that's not always the case by any means so you know, I have a number of contacts that I work with all the time. Um, so that's the professional stuff, I guess. Away from work, um, most of it revolves around sports. So sports crazy. Um, if you only know one soccer club, Chelsea is the one that you need to learn about. Um, <laughs> And I've kind of followed them all around the world, including places like Moscow and Tokyo and places like that. So uh, it's quite a big deal for me. On the States, uh, for my sins, I lived in Pasadena for for just over a year. So I'm a huge Rams fan. So, uh, yeah, okay, a lot of stuff around sports, that kind of stuff. So
1: by your your, uh, accent... Telling me you're not from these parts?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, missed out, I missed out the minor point. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm based about 20 miles west of London, so I'm. I'm in Windsor. There's a big, uh, big stone house on the hill um, where where the royal family live. That's about a mile away from me. Um, wow. So yeah, I'm based out of there. Yeah, we go over for tea and biscuits every every sort of other Sunday afternoon and whatever. It's real friendly we'll with the neighbours wow yeah they, cool. no they're, no they're, they're pretty close it's about a mile away so
1: wow wow yeah i think uh the old doubt the abbey uh uh series you know that uh made its way over here obviously um uh, really opened up the eyes of a lot of people in terms of what life is like that uh last so long ago living in living in uh the uk and uh royalty and you know um families, uh, the heritage of, of, uh, the UK. And, um, actually quite fascinating to watch that show. And, uh, my wife, it's,
0: it's, 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 it's not, it's not that up to date. I mean, I can assure you my 17 year old daughter is way more Chicago than she is down to uk
1: Yeah, but still, it's kind of nice to look back at the past times and, uh, some of it was really good. Maybe even some of it wasn't so much, but, uh, Certainly was beautiful. I mean, it was quite uh, quite a breathtaking uh, scenery in that show. Enjoyed it quite a bit. So, so you've been at Highland now for 12, 12 years. You've had a number of different roles, and uh, you've kind of picked up on the WPT stuff, and they've kind of corralled a team together and are running with that. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about you know, our viewers and listeners what WPT is and you know where does it fit in the Highland mix of product offerings
0: sure sure so uh, kind of I guess mission statement of, of the web portal toolkit it, it's basically a tool that allows you to build custom web front ends so you can build web-based front ends also mobile based front ends for on base so all the functionality is still about onbase it's still all the things that onbase is good at, all its document management the security the workflow that's still what we do, but what our tool does is gives you a way of of customizing uh those those screens and you'll see some of that as we look at it and talk about it more. I guess you know to explain why where we got to where we are is probably a bit of a history lesson we about three or four years ago, we, we were finding, particularly in Europe, that there was a big increase for people requesting custom interfaces. So the on-base clients, the different clients, Unity, things like that, are great and, and, and you know do the job they need to and do it very well. But we were finding more and more people saying that they wanted simpler, more focused user interfaces for, for their users to work at so that they could get straight into doing their job. And we we did looking around, and, and it got to a point where we could actually pin a pretty big monetary value on the projects that we were losing. And, and you know, projects where we got maybe down to the last two or three people and we weren't successful, quite often we would be told, well, it's because your user interface was a bit too rigid and, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. kind of back then... Me and my my then boss, the head of of Highland International, you know, what are we going to do about it? And um, we found out a guy in our services team had done two or three projects that effectively did exactly this. And and we really looked at it and said, can we take what this guy, a guy called Scott York, had done, and to some extent, whatever extent that was, productize it and and make it a reusable tool that we could do? And that's effectively mm-hmm. what we we've done over the last three years so it's grown um, it's pretty much a, a non-code environment you don't do any programming so um, it kind of helps to have some knowledge of web development but you don't need to be able to program in javascript or or some other web language hmm. as well um, okay. you know there's people in my team two two of the the girls in my team for example are two of the most experienced people I know anywhere in the world on OnBase. Um, they have no web development skills, but they use WPT all the time to build these, these custom things. So so within WPT, we effectively have a component uh, approach to everything. So we have pre-built components, or as we call them, widgets, for things like uh, viewing documents, uploading documents, OnBase folders, which are a very popular way of, ca- of Mm-hmm. Categorizing your documents, workflow, and and fairly recently, probably only about a month ago, we introduced support for Work View, so you could bring on based Work View data into to your your tool, and effectively you use those components to build up the screen that your customers or or, or your users uh, want. So you
1: know it's 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 interesting that you explain it in that way because you know when you and I first got. Uh, Uh, introduced, I I had, like, a problem, (laughs) very much like what you talked about uh, early on here, and that is, you know, the the dang UI um, was creating some impasses with, you know, prospects or customers, and they're, like, it's too rigid, right? And we came across that very uh, situation, and, you know, um, we were potentially going to have this customer look outside of the Highland framework for a solution to solve a a vendor portal challenge. And so when you and I had that conversation, you know, we obviously kind of gravitated towards vendor portal, vendor portal. And as I'm kind of putting together this uh, dialogue for you and I in preparation, I'm going down this path of vendor portal, vendor portal, vendor portal. And really what you're talking about is providing a, a platform that can take all of these different components Highland offers, whether it be um, workflow, whether it be you know content display and retrieval and searching or case management. I mean, go down the list, right? And you're saying that WPT, Web Portal Toolkit, gives us a framework to really change that user experience and personalize it in a manner that is going to directly suit the needs of the customer. And we can do this without programming which really, you know, you set me straight, right, because I'm going down this, this path of vendor portal and wanting to talk specifically about that, and we will. We'll get to that point because I think it's a great use case of, of how WPT can be used. But that's not the end-all deal. That's not where it stops. And so these custom widgets and things, maybe you could talk a little bit more about those and, and how that actually um, can be personalized or customized to work for a customer and just cite a couple different examples of where you've seen that done
0: yeah sure so so fundamentally we do all the hard work so people using the tool don't right um everything is obviously based on the OnBase api and and you know I, I dare say your team has got some api programmers probably trained up within it um mm-hmm. but it's a pretty major job right i mean these guys are hardcore programmers they're not they're not uh someone who's skilled in on who you know this time next week i'm going to be writing api code they are Full-blown programmers, And And um, actually, one of the biggest jokes in Highland is I'm API certified, and no one understands how the hell I passed the exam. <laughs> and, and, that's that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a sideline. Um. Yeah. So, so we take that complexity of the API. The first thing we do is we we put a little layer in there that's based on a technology called REST. So, so REST is is really the the way that you would write an API these days. And in fact, Highland is doing a lot of work on its, its REST API at the moment. But, mm-hmm. but prior to that existing, we built our own one as part of the web portal. And, and it just takes a lot of the complexity out of you. Even that, though, doesn't get used by developers of WPT because we use that within the widget. And you literally say, I want a, work view, I want a workflow widget. And then all you're going to do is, well, what, what cues do you want? what workflow actions do you want? And you just say that those that you need to be available, you make available. Those you don't, you, you keep out of the way. Um, even down to things like the keywords that associate with the document. You know, base is extremely powerful and with that potentially can be made to be quite complicated. In WPT, we can just expose the keywords that the users really need to see. And all those internal things or all those technical keywords that are used by maybe the accountants in the business but mean nothing to the end users, we can hide those away so the end users are just seeing the things that are crystal clear to them and and everything else. And you really, I mean, someone described it before as just being a bit like building a Lego model, right? And it's taking these different Lego brick components and just putting them together into the format you want. Add to that, you then can completely brand it to your customer's requirements. So company logos, uh, color schemes, right? It's the kind of stuff that we take for granted these days. We want to be, you know, in something like a vendor portal, it is part of our marketing, right? And when a supplier logs onto the IDT vendor portal, it should be branded as an IDT website. So WPT allows you to do that extremely easily again in a in a non technical way
1: so we're, we're talking about taking these widgets and is it like a drag and drop experience
0: it's it's not or far from it. it and we 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 it's not quite drag and drop we have built a prototype and we're still unsure whether we're going to pursue it or not um, but it's it's really i think the best way of looking at it is you you have a blank page which is a grid and into the cells on that grid you can choose to put or not put a widget so um when we design a screen it's it's typically okay you know the high level well we need a list of our invoices uh it'd be quite cool if we could give them some instructions maybe we want a way of uploading documents we would just position these widgets onto that invisible grid to to set how you want to use it and uh and just That's really build it
1: it's more of a configuration process, kind of um, as opposed to, like you say, somebody writing code. I mean, they're, they're basically, um, once they become familiar with the tool, they're not having to write any code to make it work. They're simply including these widgets onto this canvas or grid in order to provide that functionality on that screen.
0: That, yeah, is that a is good that, is that. exactly. Okay. So, so our simplest example is a widget called Basic Search. And and the whole point of it is to run an OnBase custom query. So so a custom query is just doing a search in OnBase. You would say you want a custom query, so you first of all make it visible. Um, You would decide where you want it on the screen, and then you would point it at the OnBase custom query that you'd already built in your OnBase system. And effectively, on our page, we would run the query You'd see the results set, so you'd see your list of resumes or your list of invoices or whatever document it were, and then you double-click on it, and up comes the document. And I could do that in about three minutes to, to get documents coming back into, into the system.
1: So if we if we compare and contrast just for a moment uh, the WPT user experience versus, you know, the standard uh, clients that come from Highland? How would you how would you compare and contrast those? Just in a
0: Highland? They're kind of different needs, right? I mean, the, the, our clients, whether it's Unity or the web client, they are general purpose tools to do all the good stuff within OnBase, right? And some of them have a little bit of customization where you can hide away things that are going to be uh, more advanced than some users will need, but, but not a great deal. Ours is going to be much more focused at a specific user interface to do a specific job. I'll give you, I'll give you an interesting example. I was down in Australia, and we were visiting a huge customer of Highlands, one, one, of, one of Highlands' biggest worldwide customers. And we were literally sitting in the canteen with this uh, bunch of people from the, the customer, and I got chatting to a lady who was responsible for internal insurance policies for, for this company and she said oh i love on base it's really great it's made my life so much better she could not have been more positive and then she said but the only thing is when i come in the morning i have to load up the unity client then i have to click on here then i have to choose this then i have to click on there then i have to fill this out and then i get to the point where i can start doing my job <laughs> we went we went back up to the office and in about an hour we built a ui that in the morning she could come in, and she's literally going to be the only user of this user interface that she would be able to just walk straight in in the morning, and there is everything she needs to do her job. Searches, ability to upload, even ways to send things to other people, uh, which we would do behind the scenes in on-base workflow. But from her point of view, all she did was fill out a simple form that says I need to send this to Paul and and we take care of getting over right.
1: and you know here's here's another use case where i thought wpt uh plays well and that is you know what what internal users you know or power users of of onbase um you know unity client probably makes a lot of sense but when you're an external facing partner right y- y- you know you don't want them to have access to that full-blown uh unity client or even the web client Um, because there's too many other things going on in that client which are good for the power users internal in the business but not necessarily applicable to those on the outside and you want to give them what they need but really nothing more right you want to you want to control the experience to make it as simple as possible because let's face it you don't want these people logging calls into your help desk like I can't use this because I don't know how, right? You want this to be a uh you know, you could bootstrap yourself in terms of learning how to use WPT from a consumption standpoint, really like you would any other web browser based correct app. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, and and a perfect example of that. We we in Europe we do quite a lot of uh ISO compliance projects where we need certain certifications like quality management, environment management, that kind of stuff. And we get, we get asked, particularly in public sector, we get asked, do you have these accreditations? So we have to do an annual process to keep that accreditation. So we have an auditor comes in once or twice a year. Now, that's not the most fun day of the year, full stop. <laughs> but what we used to have to do is sit there with the, the, the auditor, and when they requested certain documents they wanted to see, we'd have to go and find them and bring them up, and he'd go, okay, thank you. Now can I see this? Whereas what we do now, we have a web portal toolkit front end and we literally log him in and basically say, there is the view. You can see everything that you need. And typically our only interaction with them now is where the coffee machine or the, or the restrooms are. I mean, <laughs> they, they just get on and do do it themselves to, to check the things out they need to do.
1: Um, so, you know, one of the things I know customers or prospects will be thinking of, okay, you know, this is another uh, access point into the uh, content services platform arena w- what about security how do I know when I'm exposing this portal outside of the organization you know how, how secure is it in do I got to replicate security models you know or set up a whole different identity management solution to allow access What how does that all work um, yeah that's, in, uh,
0: that, that's a really really key point and you know, after the wow factor is gone and we're talking seriously to customers, that's obviously their their next point. Um, effectively, all, all of the security in terms of access and what you can do is, is managed by OnBase. Okay. So our entire user model is the OnBase user model. If you can't do something in OnBase, you cannot do it in WPT. If you can't see a document in OnBase, you're not going to be able to go around the security and view it in your WPT screen. Right, so okay. you, you authenticate against one of our portals using your regular onbase username and password um any parts of onbase that you're not allowed to go near you won't be able to do it uh, at all then you've got a couple of other aspects you've you've got the the kind of it, um authentication in the first place and and this is an area where we're doing quite a lot of work at the moment so. Highland introduced a full identity platform uh, back at Community Live last year. Um, and we there's been a couple of issues with with the way that it's exposed through the API, but we're working with, with those guys to bring that in. So we'll be able to support things like single sign-on. And then, again, I guess it's the kind of thing that particularly younger people expect, but we're all getting used to, things like even using your Facebook logon on or your mm-hmm. Google logon. on To be able to access the system so you you would be able to do that we've done some stuff around two factor authentication you know when you log on you'll get an sms text message with a a number that you then have to enter into the login screen so we've done some stuff around that and, and that's available and then i guess the third component is um we strongly advise all our users to use ssl so https connections and so by putting a certificate on the server we can encrypt all the communication backwards forwards um, technically we don't enforce it but we do absolutely everything to convince the customers this is the way you should approach it and uh mm-hmm. you know we strongly advise you to. so yeah, I couldn't imagine
1: anybody in today's climate, you know, with so much emphasis on security why they wouldn't want to go the, the SSL route. I mean
0: that <laughs> exactly. And and you know, if you look at people like Google, they're 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 trying to push the whole internet into being SSL based really. So uh, you know, it's becoming more and more the norm.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh the deployment um options with WPT. You know, there there are a number of clients that are gonna well, that are on-premise, right, and they are maybe not considering going to the cloud. And then you have clients that are contemplating going to the cloud and then new customers coming on board that won't want to talk about any other option than the cloud. Um, And when we talk about the cloud, I'm talking about the Highland GCS uh, data uh, data centers located all around the world. what, what are the, some of the considerations? You know, do, if, if I'm an on-premise customer, can I can I use the web portal toolkit in, you know, or is this designed specifically just for cloud deployments? How, how does that model work?
0: Yeah, we, we're pretty agnostic, really. Um, we can work in on on the cloud. We can work uh, on-premise. We've even got customers who are using non-Highland cloud approach, so they're hosting... Uh, themselves in, in something like AWS, uh, we can work in all of those environments, and and you know, there's a project that you you know very well that uh, IDT and and our group have been working together on, and uh, you know that's a fully GCS based solution for a, a significant customer, and. Uh, you know i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to lie there's, there's been a couple of little humps where on that project we've we've had to get over a couple of things but between IDT, my group and gcs themselves we've got over those points and uh, absolutely everything works as as it should do and as you would expect more and more of our customers are, are looking at a model particularly with what's happened across the world in the last couple of months Everyone's looking a lot more at a hosted option to do that. So we'll work in any environment. We also, interestingly, we also support every licensing model of OnBase as well. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we have, within OnBase, we have named licenses dedicated to a particular person. We have Concurrent, which is a shared pool. And we have something called Query API Blocks. We support all of those within WPT. And, in fact, we can even have a mixture of the two. So it's becoming more and more common now where internal users will use concurrent licenses or named licenses, but -hmm. external users, maybe students, suppliers, uh, candidates for job roles or something, they can use query API blocks, which are effectively a kind of calls per hour model, which is much, much more conducive to public access than, than internal access. Mm-hmm. So we can we can match both of those. We can match the different environments. You know, even your guys developing on that GCS project, they work locally on your servers, but they point to an on-base server that's in GCS. When they've done all their work on WPT, they promote their code, they send it across to the GCS support, and they put it into place on the server um, and, and take care of that for you
1: gathering we can even do a hybrid approach so if a customer has let's say you know an on-premise based on-based system but they want to have maybe the portal uh, WPT put into the cloud uh, we could have that kind of a connectivity or integration going on between the two so that maybe they it's a way for them to ease into the cloud rather than having to jump all in in, it more yeah
0: and and that's a good point, actually. I never even thought about that. But we, we had a project with a customer in the Far East that had about six different cities around Philippines, Hong Kong, that kind of area. And they were noticing some performance issues at first. WPT technically is two components. It's the REST layer and then it's the UI. And what we did, the REST layer sits on the same server as OnBase does. I believe it's in Manila, but one one of the locations. And then what we did, the UI stuff, we actually put out on the hosted Linux server more local to where the end users were. So okay. someone, someone in um, Hong Kong would connect to a Hong Kong-based server for the UI. That in turn would go off to Manila to get the on base documents and things back. So it's, it's really pretty flexible.
1: Yeah, that, that's
0: an, a neat experience too.
1: To illustrate how that hybrid approach can work, um, even taking it a, a level deeper than I was even originally thinking. So thanks for sharing that. So hey, uh, talk talk about some of the um, use cases. Let's talk just a few minutes about that before we get into the vendor portal, which which is my personal interest. But I don't want to stop there because you you like I said early on, you corrected me in thinking this is much more than just a vendor portal. So let's let's chat about that for a little bit. Some uh, use cases. Yeah,
0: we we we've... We've it, it's interesting because we're, we're all the time we're coming up with scenarios that, that even we didn't think about. You know, it is it is very much whether it's sales engineers at Highland or with a partner. We get a lot of incoming calls to my team where it's just, hey, what about? And and you know, we go down a, a theme that, that that we never really think about. Um, some of the examples of things we've done, we've done in higher education. Uh, we've done a number of, of portals for, for student applications. Um, so effectively, a prospective student uh, can come in, they can register with the portal, and that's part of the functionality we have as standard. People can ask to get access to the portal, and we can take them through a process where they fill out a form. Then in the back office, our own team or the customer's team can approve or deny that access. Um, But then they come in and they get a view of just their documents, just their processes, that kind of thing. So in the case of the student application, they ask for access. Uh, They typically go and fill out a application form to choose the kind of courses that they want to do. And then in the back office, they'll have a different WPT system so we'll make sure that the student has uploaded all the documents that they require, so proof of identity maybe, uh, transcripts or, or the, the version of transcripts we use in different parts of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And that back office can make sure they've got all the information they need from the student. Um, we've even, in South America, we've even started getting into taking online payments. So the student mm-hmm. in, in, in a couple of universities down there They have to pay almost like an admin charge to even apply, Um, not their full tuition fee, but an admin. We've integrated with PayPal and and a couple of other payment systems where once the students filled the form, uploaded the documents, they can pay their 30 bucks or whatever it is to to do the admin, that kind of stuff. As it goes through the recruitment process, then eventually they they get made an offer, and the portal reflects that And now they're being asked for the additional information for the specific course they've now uh, kind of been designated on. Um, Other things. We've got a great customer in South Africa who effectively are a franchised hotel chain. So they run a lot of brands that you would know, Marriott, um, Holiday Inn within South Africa. And effectively their request to us was, kind of almost a frequent flyer system for their customers, for their hotels. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you've, you've been in that situation. You check out of a hotel for business, just as you think, right, I've got to put this somewhere safe with your invoice uh, uh, that you've just been given. The taxi pulls up and you stuff it in mm-hmm. your bag, come expenses time. It's like, where the heck is it? And, and whatever. This system allows <laughs> you to happened. go back. Never <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the boss though, So you probably don't even need the paper. <laughs> um with this i can log back i log into their system i can see all my stays i can get a reprint of the invoice i even get access to like my own personal account manager which if i see an anomaly on one of those uh invoices i get all of their contact details and i can uh call them email them and, and pick up that kind of stuff um and, and just all sorts of variations like that it, it's it's very very projects we did um we did a great project in brazil for the brazilian stock exchange about companies uploading all the information they need to be listed on the brazilian stock exchange and uh we got told in no uncertain terms wpt won that project um because without the front end they couldn't give this public facing uh portal that that was there and then I guess the more interesting projects, um, some of them seem to be um, more around mobile than web-based. So, for example, in the UK, Highland ourselves, we use an app that we built for tracking that our staff are safe. So if some major event happens, uh, big fire in central London or, God forbid, a terrorist attack or something, as part of one of those uh, compliance standards that we have, we have a duty of care to our staff. We issue an alert, and then all the guys have an icon on their phones, and they basically go into the app, and they can choose to send us an SMS. They can send us a, a voicemail. But what most of them do is just press a button. We integrate with Google Maps, and we can see where that person is. And we can, from from the management team, we can monitor where everyone is. And, and you know, if the worst happens and some kind of terrorist attack we think people are safe, but then the, the threat goes mobile. We can actually review the situation and we can kind of pick up the phone and say, hey, just jump on the train, get out of London, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, we, I hate to admit that we had to use this in anger, but we did a test on a Wednesday. On a Friday, we had a news story breaking that there was a terrorist attack right outside the Houses of Parliament. The biggest issue was everyone thought it was a joke. They all thought it was still part of the test. And so we had to send it again saying, guys, this isn't a test. Within six minutes of the news story breaking, we knew where every single member of our 40-person team was. Wow. And so we knew where they were. We knew they were safe. We advised a couple of them to get into other areas of London. And luckily that was all kind of uh, dampened down really quick, but, but it was there. and then. I guess the last last one I mentioned, and I, you know, I obviously can go on about this for hours, but um, that 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 led <laughs> I said you were passionate. Lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Some some might say boring, but I prefer passionate. No, I like no, that. not at all,
1: not at all.
0: Um, we did a system for, for a construction company in the Far East, and they used the same principle as our Safe app. Um, and what they wanted, to believe it or not was a modern version of the old literally clock-in, clock-out system of arriving and leaving work. Mm. And uh, apparently in the Philippines, every single person has a smartphone without fail. You know, even Mm. even people who don't have a home apparently have a smartphone. So um, their app, the user interface, is literally two buttons, clock-in, clock-out, and that's it. So that went in, and that was great. And then HR started to have a few suspicions that a few people were clocking in when they weren't actually at work. So we then added a feature that they have to be within half a mile of the construction site that they're working on when they clock in. And they get three strikes. After the third time that happens, we just use on on-based workflow, we route their check-in to HR, and HR will get involved to, to discipline and everything else. So that's great. Well, okay, we think we've done it. So then the customer says, well, what about billing? What about billing? Well, we have people like maybe architects who get billed to individual projects. Mm-hmm. So we extended the app further. And now when Fred, the architect, arrives at the new headquarters of HSBC, he clocks in, spends a couple of hours doing whatever he does there, clocks out, drives across Manila arrives at somebody else's building, clocks in, clocks out. We feel that we feed that data directly to the billing system so that HSBC get charged for a couple of hours of his time and the other customer gets charged for, for what they need to as well. Oh well, that's fantastic. The, so the, best bit, the best bit about it, sorry Paul, but the best bit about that, we only spoke to those guys because all they wanted to do was change the logo on the front screen of the Highland mobile app. And that conversation <laughs> <Yeah>. snowballed into <laughs> that
1: situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so that so was cool. That's yeah. very cool. That's very cool. You, what I'm also hearing is you, you go through these uh, illustrations, especially on that higher education one that we talked to, that you let off with. Um, you know, we talked about forms. We talked about workflow. We talked about you know on base documents, uploading of documents. So you're, you're really using WPT to um, really fully exploit all of the strengths of the OnBase platform. And you're doing yeah. this through configuration, not through somebody writing a bunch of lines of code. That's quite fascinating. Let's chat, let's chat a little bit about the uh, vendor portal for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. I told you we were going to get back to that subject. <laughs> so, um, as I as I indicated early on, uh, when we we first reached out to you, we had a client that uh, was in need of a vendor portal. They were going to go out into the market because they looked at at some other offering we had um, that didn't quite fit the bill. The UI was too rigid, and you know they were like, this isn't going to work in our environment. We are we are a multinational organization with a bunch of divisions." We have suppliers that could supply product to one division, but they could supply it to some, uh, many, or all of them. And, uh, you know, we need a portal uh, that's flexible enough to be able to allow our supply chain to interact with these different divisions, um, you know, based on the relationship of the different business units under our corporate umbrella. So it was a complex um, scenario uh, that, you know, certainly – the standard interface inside of uh, the Highland products we didn't gonna suffice, and we talked about that. You're not gonna want to give the Unity client or the uh, web client uh, or the thick client when that was around. You're not gonna want to be giving that to external-facing users, and then you know, also the licensing implications of that. And when you're talking about a supply chain of thousands, you know it becomes even more of a daunting challenge. So um, when we got a hold of you, we chatted about this, and we said, "This is the obstacles we're running into." You said, "Aha, I've, I've got something for you, Paul, and it's WPT," and thus began, you know, um, the uh, the journey we've been on uh, for for some time now. And not because the project is taking that long; it's just because when you get into large companies, they move over real slow. <laughs> so, um, yep. you know, the project itself is going actually quite well. Um, but let's talk about vendor portal. What are what are some of the things that we've had to deal with for this customer? Why don't you share, you know, some of some of the creativity that uh, we had to come up with to solve some of the customer problems that they requested of us.
0: I think on the actual, uh, and you, you're absolutely right. The complexity of a company the size we're talking about. I, I would absolutely say ninety percent of the issues we've hit are that based on that reason right and and you know we've had conversations with with your project manager getting involved where they've ended up with internal conversations about how the business process should be handling a lot of what they're doing and, and you know that sidetracked uh the conversation i think for them I, their system is still pretty simple um it's still pretty straightforward certainly in the version one iteration that we're at at the moment One of the biggest issues for them is their branding, right? I mean, they're they're not alone. Any modern organization will have a marketing department that quite rightly um, wants to maximize their branding, their brand awareness, and all of those kind of things. And in that case, uh, probably the only complication I can think of is within that group, there are 10 businesses that are completely different. And... Mm -hmm. potentially unlikely given who they are but potentially someone could be a supplier to one of those business groups and not even know that they're part of the overall group or anything else so Mm -hmm. if i'm a supplier to to company one i need my portal branded as company one if i'm a supplier across multiple companies within the group then we have a choice and we're still battling with that choice of what they want to do do they do they want to choose one of the ones or do they want to just go to the corporate level and carry that branding? The bottom line is, and, and, and even the call that I did prior to us talking today um, was, was with your project manager, and it's just getting them to make a choice about how they want them to work. WPT can handle either approach. And, you know, I'm just kind of, hey, Jim, you know, just find out from them the way they want to play it and we'll we'll build it accordingly. So so the system is pretty simple. Um, of course, as you mentioned earlier, security is, is key. Of course, I should only be able to see documents that are relevant to my company. I shouldn't be able to see somebody else's invoices and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. as I mentioned, that's largely taken care of within the OnBase system that that customer that you guys have already built for them because that same security is already in place for their core OnBase. So actually, building the portal is pretty straightforward. And apart from trying to arrive at a situation where the guys only build the user interface once and then effectively copy it ten times, so that we don't have to build it ten times, it's it's actually been pretty straightforward. Jim will kill me for saying that because he saying say anything. <laughs> about that. Um, but 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 it has it has been pretty straightforward. The system they're doing, I guess in comparison, I've got a customer in Europe who, who all your listeners would know. They're, Let's for now just say they're a large motorcycle manufacturer. And they've been a very happy user of OnBase for about eight or nine years now. They love it. And I got called in there about a year ago, and their head of, of finance really kind of just let rip about – but I want to do that. I don't want to give my suppliers this user interface. It's too complicated. My team love it, but my my suppliers won't understand it. everything else. So we talked through. Long story short, on top of an existing system, we spent about an hour talking to them, about a day using a, uh, a screen mock-up tool that we, we use as part of our design process, to put together the design with all the corporate branding, with the coloring and everything else. We had an hour-long call to approve that design. And one of my guys went in, came out in three days, built the entire vendor portal, and had it live out to, I think at the last count, about 6,000 suppliers accessing now through that vendor portal. And to be brutally honest, I want to know what he did on the third day because I still think it was a two-day job. <laughs> that's, that's, um yeah and so so we built it now although that's kind of lighthearted, you know the, the building the on-base system still applies right all of the stuff that you guys have experience with mm. other other on-base users you've still got to build an on-base system right you've still got to do your discovery define your document types build your workflows none of that changes that not one bit of that will change but to actually put WPT on top of that once the on-base system is good to go is generally pretty quick. The only thing that tends to affect it, obviously, is functionality that's not a standard part of WPT affects it. But then some of the electronic forms requirements can start to get quite advanced about the, the business logic you want to build into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, our projects are pretty pretty straightforward.
1: I remember one of the unique uh, requests from this particular uh, client we're speaking of. Um, you know, it's the the usual kind of things in a vendor portal that come up, right? I want to be able to onboard my vendors, right? Uh, submit invoices and supporting documents, check payment status. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, you know, make sure they understand what the the protocols you know are with respect to the relationship. There's no you know, bribery going on and, you know, all, the, all those kind of like legal mumbo-jumbo policy statements. Um, you know, they want to publish those kinds of things. Um, the the interesting one that came up was this particular client has a bunch of different ERP systems, <laughs> right? And, you know, depending on what division the supplier is coming into, um, predict, uh, dictates, you know, which ERP system data needs to be, you uh, Displayed, and look. It, I guess the the classic example is the payment status. Where is it sits? You know, is it being reviewed? Is it is it the check And you know the, the way all that works is different from one area of PRP to the next to the next to the next. To the next. Um, so again, WPT, uh, its flexibility being able to address that. Can you talk about that just for a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um- so there's nothing that we do that's magic, right? I mean, we're not going to we're not going to be able to address the actual point of how our payment status is um, set on SAP compared to Lawson compared to workday, right? Um, but what we do do is give you the hooks or, or or people the hooks who do know where that information is and do know how to access that information to bring that into the on base environment. Um, so there will be some programming involved, right? That integration some of which Highland already has. So in some ERPs, SAP is a good example. We we have great integration with SAP. And we can do a lot of that information in the standard Highland uh product offering. In some other slightly more obscure ones, we probably don't, right? But effectively all you would need is providing that ERP system gives some kind of API. Providing you can uh, get hold of the skills, whether it's with your own team or a third party that you work with, to use that API to get to the other systems, we give you the way of building it into WPT. Um, we have a great partner down in South Africa, and they sell fundamentally all projects they do are on base and JD Edwards. And mm-hmm. the, the CEO came to me one day, Bought me a few beers, which apparently he thought was going to help, but it didn't. Um, and effectively yeah, said, right. "Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm quite happy to take the beer, but it won't make any difference to <laughs> the end. Um And effectively said, "Hey, Mike, can you can you build us an integration with JD Edwards?" And at which point I kind of spat the beer out. I was like, "No, but, You know, joking apart, and and respectfully, if I was to list out ERPs in order of the ones that I want to build integration with shady edwards would not be right at the top of the list all right so so i kind of said no we can't you know i have a small team i obviously have to look at the resourcing of that team and 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 it wasn't even worth the effort to see where that would fit into priorities but what we do do within wpt is give you a couple of ways of extending it at the api level at the rest api level we give you the the ability to write write your own rest api calls so you can make calls to other systems like erp or or something else and we also i talked about the widgets that we have and we'll we'll show when we jump into the tool in a minute but um as well as our standard widgets we give a mechanism called custom widgets and again someone will need to program to take advantage of this but effectively we give them a blank frame and within that frame they can build out whatever whatever they like so if they have the development skills they can do it we have people building integrations for Google charts. Uh, I mentioned the PayPal integration that we've done in South America. Yeah. That's just done through through custom widgets. But then this partner in South Africa, who, of course, being a JD Edwards specialist, had API skills themselves. We showed them how custom widgets worked. We showed them the hooks. They went away. They invested and they built a, somewhere between 10 and 15 uh, custom widgets for JD Edwards. And now when they sell AP solutions that are on-base and JD Edwards, they automatically sell WPT. And within that, along with the on-base components on the screen, they also have JD Edwards components on the screen. Mm-hmm. End users don't know, don't care. They just mm-hmm. get the information that they want. But sometimes it will be JD Edwards data, sometimes it will be on-base data. Completely visually, no way of telling the difference. But behind the scenes, it's going to the right place.
1: A lot of people will say, you know, when they're thinking about on base, they're like, "Ah, oh, it's a document imaging system." You know, document management, and uh, you know, they they lose sight of the fact that it's no, it's a platform that that can do a number of different things. Certainly, document is document management as its heritage, but the ability and strength of the platform is it it, it can integrate with all of these other a key line of business systems that a customer has, but that's Salesforce or SAP or Infor or you know, JD Edwards, like you say, or Dynamics platform. And WPT um, is no different. It can integrate with those different platforms. You guys have built it in such a way that gives us that capability. So when this problem came up, while well, at first, you know, I described it as being complex because they have all these different ERPs, it certainly adds a degree of challenges. But it's not insurmountable and the platform's flexible enough to be able to, to interoperate with those different solutions in the market. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going on. So it's it's really cool to see it unfold. Um try and do that with a fixed standard out-of-the-box client interface. Um, you know, that's gonna be difficult. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But, and
0: and 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 you know, do it in such a way and, and one of the things we always aim for, and of course so does everybody, but we really aim for is we don't think that a portal that you built with WPT should need any training, right? It might, it might have a few instructions on screen alongside what you're doing, but you should pretty much be able to sit anyone down at a WPT screen and, and then pretty much figure out what they've got access to, that kind of thing. And, you know, part joking, part serious, a couple of times I've sat my 17-year-old down in front of it and she knows nothing and could care even less but, uh, you know, how would you get to this and how would you get to that? And and a couple of times we've just used that kind of testing uh, to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, people have such different expectations now. Everyone is so uh, used to the way that applications that they just access across the Internet, dipping out and, and whatever, even with all the power that OnBase gives, they still expect that simplicity, ease of use, and cutting straight to the point. No one's got any patience anymore, right? They yeah. they want to get straight to the information they want immediately, or they're going to start moaning and criticizing and everything else. And uh, you know that's that's really what we bring it down to with WPT. And and I guess I, I mean something. Sorry, sorry, not quite the question you asked, but that just struck me, and we should bring up. I've mentioned a couple of times mobile applications. It's really important to stress. Anything you build in WPT will work on a browser, but it will equally work on a tablet or on a mobile phone. You make no change whatsoever to the system you've built, and the application will work on a mobile phone. Of course, it needs to be the, the, um, the WPT server needs to be visible outside your firewall, but providing mm-hmm. you've uh, addressed that architectural issue, anything you can do can be done on the phone. And even down to things like when you upload documents on a browser, you're going to go off to the file system and find scanned invoices that you've got. On a phone, that same upload button will actually take you to the camera so you can use your phone your phone to take pictures of the documents that you want to upload to OnBase. Not mm-hmm. one single change to make the system work on mobile uh, that also works on the desktop.
1: Okay, so that's a good point to uh, to reiterate and uh, make sure that people know I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't have a different experience because I'm constrained to an iPad or a, or an Android device, uh, iPhone, um, I'm going to get the same user experience and it's going to be optimized for that device.
0: This right, is and... You know, given given the situation now, where hopefully we're all starting to come out of lockdown and everything else. At the point we recorded this conversation, we we're, were in the middle of, of the, the virus situation. Mm-hmm. But more and more people are thinking about how they can work remotely. So access to things through portals across the internet is becoming more more important. But even thinking back back to the guy that this started with, my my boss uh, at the time, although he was American, he was based in Tampa, Florida, not not Cleveland, Ohio. And we have an internal process, and if you or another reseller or one of our own salespeople wants to do a discount for a customer or something, you would make a request to your account manager at Highland. They then have to fill out a form. That goes up the tree, and it it gets approved. And and John would say, you know, when's his dead time? His dead time is airports and things like that, right? And Mm -hmm. when he's sitting at Tampa Airport in the morning and he's got 45 minutes to kill before boarding, That's when he wants to be doing his admin. And he said to me, so what I have to do, I have to boot up my laptop. I have to connect, figure out how I connect to Wi-Fi in the particular airport I find myself in. I have to VPN into Highland. I have to go (laughs) into (laughs) Highland's internal OnBase system. I then have to go into the workflow part of OnBase, then got to find the queue, then got to find the document, just as I find that pricing request. Bing-bong, my flight's being called. time to board a flight. Now he'd be able to use WPT. He'd be able to whip out his phone, review it on his phone. All the pinch controls that you accept to use on a phone to zoom in on areas would work. And at the end of it, he can make his decision by approving or rejecting that through regular on-base workflow but but on his phone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's – talk about efficiency and – the user experience being exceptional. I mean, there's no better way to do it than what you just described. So, well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for this uh, explanation and the, uh, the illustrations of some of the use cases. Um, you know, we've been talking quite a bit. Why don't we do some show and tell?
0: Okay, so let's uh, jump into a browser. And I'm going to go to Gateway, which is just a shortcut to, to my demo system. Mm-hmm. So in here, um, effectively, this is the first thing you've seen of WPT. Um, everything can be changed. So colors, the logos uh, can be branded, as, as I mentioned a couple of times. If I close the login screen, you can see in the background this particular site has been configured to allow users to, to self-register. So this could be a vendor or a supplier who wants to access the vendor portal this form can be customized but effectively we need all the information to say that this supplier wants to access when he hits create account we'll drop that into OnBase and in the background the administrators of the system at its simplest level they'll either manually approve or reject it but effectively they can do anything they need to to establish that supplier can be given access to the site if he if he's approved uh, he'll get created as an on-base user. We'll set security keywords, which is the way that we make sure he can only see his stuff, not somebody else's. We'll probably assign him to some on-base u- user groups to decide what he can and can't do. And we'll send him an email saying, hey, you've been approved. Here's how you connect to it. And we'll give him a, a link that he clicks on and it brings him to the login screen. In fact, right, we stop no. there. let's if we can let's just stop there one second. If.
1: If all the criteria, you know, that the supplier provided in that form is acceptable and meets all the business rules, what you're saying is that potentially could be a completely automated provisioning process in the end user or, you know, the end customer or bond base really doesn't need to be involved manually if they if they choose to go that route? And I, course, absolutely. Okay. And then, of course, as that request is made, because OnBase does a terrific job of logging all of that activity. I'll have all the historical, you know, information about when, who, why, you know, what was the approval criteria, all that. All that's going to be tracked in the, the workflow database. Would that be correct?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And and okay. It, like you say, the approval can be automated. I've got a customer in the Middle East that all they do is when they the, the supplier has filled out a form, They do an automated credit check, so they'll go away to a third-party credit agency, they'll check that new supplier, see if his credit is worthy. If they get a positive response back, then that supplier is approved. For them as a business, that's the only logic they needed. At the other extreme, I've got another customer who wanted to do more checking. Use a UK example, right? I mean, I think the legal name of, of my employer is Highland Software UK Limited. Well, when I registered, I could pick Highland Software. I could put in Highland Software UK. I could put in HS UK, right? So this one mm-hmm. customer wanted to do a check because they wanted to make sure that the organization I said I work for, while I'm sure it is, matched the organization that they think I work for because they have it coded in in a different way. So that behind the scenes process can be as simple and automated as your business allows it to be, or it can be as complex and as, as fully detailed as it also needs it to be. One one of the things that's really important in this and, and just in OnBase in general, there is no cost to the number of users you have on the Onbase system. That's not the way OnBase is licensed. Onbase is licensed on based on people who are using it. And Particularly with suppliers, we use this licensing model called Query API Blocks. It matters nothing. If you've got 100,000 suppliers or you've got 10,000 suppliers, it doesn't matter. All that matters is how many of those suppliers use it per hour. That's what you're going to play for. So a lot of people are scared that we create an individual user account for everyone who's using the portal. But we do that exactly for the reason you mentioned, the auditing, the traceability, all of that we don't do it to make it more expensive to implement the solution it will make no difference
1: and what what is a query just just for those who may not be familiar with that term what is that in,
0: yeah, yeah good, no time? good point it's effectively a search so it's asking for a list of invoices or a list of HR documents or whatever that that's a query and huh. uh, that particular licensing model, was developed exactly for that purpose of external users, where we couldn't tell how many were going to hit it, but we could, in very broad bands, say 1,000 an hour should be enough or 2,000 an hour is going to cover the requirements, um, rather than very specifically working out individuals that were going to use it over that time. Okay, thank you. So if I log on here... And as I mentioned earlier, I just used my regular on-base username and password, and I come into to the main screen. So this just happens to be uh, a vendor portal, and I'll show you a couple of examples in a minute. Uh, so again, at the risk of repeating myself, complete control over the icon up here, uh, the colours. You don't have to have these disgusting colours. I don't know why we put these, but anyway. Um, but now. You can see what i was talking about the widget approach so here we have three columns and split into three rows so effectively we have a three by three grid Uh, happens that we don't have anything in the bottom right hand corner but, but basically it's a three by three grid so we effectively just say we want this particular widget in that cell of the grid this one in that cell so Starting up at the top here, we've got a really simple widget for just instructions. We can build HTML page into that widget, so you could do uh, some pretty advanced stuff uh, uh, of instructions, that kind of thing. Um, Jumping over to the right, these two pink uh, widgets, these are probably the most simple thing that we use in Anger. And these are two instances of the same thing, a a widget called Basic Search. And effectively, they are... just firing a, a search on the onbase system so in this case to give us a list of invoices in the bottom case to give us a list of uh purchase orders <coughs> excuse me um, so i can see those and as i click on a particular document you see that i go to a second page and a document gets opened up so there's the particular invoice i asked to see and you can see it brings the list with it. So rather than going back to the previous page, I can just pick different invoices in here and and browse through them uh, as I go along. Now, one of the things that makes WPT so flexible, you notice as um, a document loads, I'm getting a little PDF progress in the middle. However, the document is stored in OnBase, whether it's uh, a PDF, a TIFF file, a Word document, a AutoCAD drawing, one of the features of WPT is that we will automatically convert that file to a PDF file, Mm -hmm. and we do it on the fly. And the reason we do that is it means we need no document viewer as part of our solution. All the modern browsers can view PDF files. So we use that functionality, which means you could walk up to any browser anywhere and providing you could see the URL, you'd be able to access uh, the system. Without having to install anything.
1: Um, so what if what if what if the customer internally put a annotation on the document that's for internal use only, but not for external use?
0: Good question. So we can go to this little dot 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 menu, and <clears throat> it's kind of a yes and no answer. So you'll see on this menu that pops up, I have notes. Now we don't visually see the notes on a document as we would in OnBase, okay? So the kind of yellow sticky note or a blue sticky note that means something different, we don't carry that visualization because we use this generic uh, PDF viewer. Um, This document hasn't got any notes, but I I would see them in here. I would see the text of the note. I could choose from a list of different notes that were available. And as you can see here, I can even add notes uh, to the system. So they're not rendered with the visual side that they are in OnBase, but, but you can get to that information. So this
1: could be a means of communicating back and forth between um, my supplier and
0: uh, I as the, uh, the vendor? Absolutely. And, yeah, there, okay. there's a few ways of doing it, but 100% that would be, be one way of doing it. Okay. While we're on that menu, we can also do things like viewing the OnBase keywords. So keywords are the data that indexes the documents within in within Onbase and you can see things like the invoice number, date, amounts, uh, and so on. Uh, we can do all of that. And we can even do things like look at related documents. Again, I don't know if this has one that no, it hasn't. Let's let's try and bring up another invoice. I think the Sherwood ones. So we can view an invoice and I can go to related documents, and I believe, yep, this has a link from the invoice to the corresponding purchase order. That's a feature of OnBase called a cross-reference. And, again, it's defined in OnBase, but we render it within WPT. So I can switch Mm -hmm. back and forwards between the invoice, the PO, perhaps the credit note, perhaps some item of correspondence or something. Just regular OnBase cross-references to do that. If I go back to the home page, other things on here. Um, I have an upload widget in green. I can define what types of documents I can upload. I can define what keywords I need to fill out to index those documents. And I mentioned that if I hit this on here, it goes off to uh, my file system, and I can pick a file. If I ran this on a mobile, that blue button would, would go to my camera or my photos. I can do things, and this is kind of a cool little feature. Uh, If I view a document again, and through that menu, I also have an option here called Add to Favorites. Now, this is my own personal favorites. So This is almost like the recently used files in Word or something, Mm -hmm. and I can give it a name that's only relevant to me it has nothing to do with with anybody else they're never going to see it so i could say that this document is for the demo to idt and when i come back to the home page or perhaps tomorrow morning after i've gone off and i've come back again you can see in the favorites widget there's demo to idt and i can just click on that to go straight to that document that's of of some kind of particular interest me maybe Maybe I ended the day with a conversation with the supplier. We didn't quite resolve it. We agreed we'd come back tomorrow morning. I can go straight to the invoice we were talking about, pick up the phone, and, and give them a call. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go to OneBase Workflow. So this widget here is is Workflow. And in this case, I have five workflow queues. I can come in and... I've got, at the moment, 21 documents in my pending approval, so they're all at the start of the process. I can pick out an invoice. Obviously, I can view it. But then I have access to my on-base workflow actions. And I can even cut them down. Maybe if I went into one of our regular clients, there might be six or seven actions that I could do here. But for most end users... For the people who are going to use this portal, the audience of this portal, they only really care about re- approving it, rejecting it, or flagging it as a duplicate. So having viewed the invoice, they can just hit approve. And 21 is going to go down. Um, so we've approved one, that's gone up by one, pending approval has gone down. Uh, to your point about the notes, if I pick another invoice, approve is a positive response, right? If I Mm -hmm. pick a particular invoice and I decide to reject this, I can set it up so that because rejection is negative, I've got to say why I'm rejecting it. And I can force a comment that I put in here. And when I put it into this field, what's actually going to happen, it's going to move the document on to rejected. So we've gone down one more, and we now have one in rejected. Um, but it's also going to put a note on that rejected document. So in in the way that you mentioned, we Mm -hmm. can capture that reason for rejecting. We'll see it as a note. We can act on the the outcome of that note. Back on the the homepage last, well, obviously we have this pie chart. The pie chart is actually associated with workflow. So this, you can just see where our documents are sitting. So most of them are sitting at pending approval. We've now got one approved, one rejected. So it's just graphically reflecting that. now The last widget we have on here, this this started almost as a joke and ended up to be one of our most popular features. Um, this little widget allows the supplier, in this case, or potentially the the, the uh, future student or the future employee, to electronically ask a question. So. We could do something like, when are you paying me invoice number 72346, please? And we could submit that. And that will get passed through to uh, our accounts payable department. And the reason it's so popular is that one of the, the issues is incoming phone calls distract you from what you're working on. So if the more the more phone calls you're getting, the more you're being distracted. What the customer that we built this for, they then get the questions. They come in here, they can open it either in here or in any other on based client, uh, and put their response and submit it back again. And that communication, the, the suppliers can be pushed to uh, communicate in that electronic way. And and this particular, oops, I haven't touched that for a while. Um, This particular customer that implemented this, what they do is at 4 o'clock every day, someone takes their turn on these incoming questions and they just work through the questions. And that customer reckons they've saved about two and a half man days every week just by tidying up the communications in in that way. Um, The simple widget like that works. Uh, We've had other people talking to us about... At the moment, it's a question and a single response. We've had a couple of people ask to make it more conversational. We've even had a couple of people asking about an online chat facility where you can literally live chat with people. Um, The way that we work within WPT is we're completely led by project and customer requirements, and all of those conversations are still kind of in the process. We know we can do it. It's just a question of whether we, we actually do do it.
1: So let's just just stop there for a minute and chat about that because um, it brings up a thought we we were discussing early uh, when we opened this um, this discussion up about uh, WPT and that is the idea of custom widgets. So mm-hmm. there, there are tons there are tons of chat tools in the market. There's a uh, there's tons of them. So if if a partner or you know a customer uh, wanted a chat session inside WPT, I mean, if, they, if that request came to us with the custom widget capability, we could build that uh, using that off-the-shelf uh, component for chat and bundle it into this custom widget and have that as an offering to bring to our customers. Would that be correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, in yeah. fact, I can show you something similar. So what we're looking at, this website we call a gateway. It's just a, a term for the site you're going to build in WPT. Within a gateway, you can have as many applications as you like. Now, for me, this is my demo machine, so it's, it's all sorts of bits and pieces that I've, I've got involved with and, and, and projects that I'm working on, that kind of stuff. <coughs> Probably a real-world example of a, of a use of applications would be if you're writing, writing an HR portal, within the portal, you would have applications for employee onboarding, employee self-service, payroll, grievance procedures, you know, all the sub-parts of the HR would be different applications. And the cool thing is applications directly tie to OnBase user groups. So you can decide who does and doesn't have access to different functionality just by setting the user groups within within the OnBase system. So to your particular point, if I go into my mic test application, which I'll warn you now is my play pit. so. There's all sorts of rubbish (laughs) thrown in here. Um, Here's a simple example. customer in South America wanted a video within the portal. So uh, we built a widget that just allowed them to embed a video within their on-base system and and then their WPT screen. So pretty simple but Mm -hmm. straightforward Mm -hmm. customization. This is regular on base and regular wpt functionality folders within on base we we fully support so in an hr filing cabinet for example if we have the authority we can see all the employees we can see their documents within the different levels if i logged on as henry then i would only see Henry's section of the employees that kind of thing mm-hmm. but back back to your point of an external system these two widgets here data viewer three and data viewer four which admittedly I haven't done any of the uh, kind of visual stuff to, these actually integrate to an external database system called airtable.com. And nothing to do with Highland, completely external system, but it has a good API. And these are two examples of custom widgets that are making (laughs) a call out to airtable, bringing back the data. Uh, In this case, uh, this version I've got, it doesn't tie the two together but obviously eventually the idea would be that we would click in the table list to see the corresponding single ent- entry within the other widget and that's that's ultimately what we did for this customer but but that's purely using this other api uh to incorporate it with within within a widget so yeah yes. you, have, you have full that's control great, over
1: great example of how we're exposing you know a a different line of business systems data inside of the WPT experience and done quite easily. So um, thank you for showing that because I know that's a question that is going to be going through viewers and listeners' minds is, you know, it's great that Onbase has their own portal, you know, that can display documents and keywords, you know, yada yada. Participate in workflow. But the real world says I've got data coming from other systems that need to be, you know, uh, aggregated together in this user experience. And what we're showing here is that that's exactly what we have done. We've taken those external sources and linked them up with the Highland experience through WPT.
0: Exactly. Excellent. And then just quickly, couple couple of last quick things I'll show you is an HR portal variation on the same themes and different coloring, different graphics, that kind of thing. Is another standard widget that you haven't seen yet, uh, which is just a simple FAQ widget. So frequently asked questions that you can build into it, and um, all of these. I should have mentioned this earlier, actually. Um, everything is completely multilingual. We we built WPT from the start to be multilingual. So um, probably a bigger issue for us over in Europe. But you know, if I had Spanish users. I could uh detect it from their browser or choose it from a menu and the UI is going to change accordingly and we're going to get Spanish headers, Spanish instructions, uh and so on. So it's completely multilingual. And um we also support American English as well. So um don't don't panic. You don't have to have S's. You can use you can use these and stuff as much as you like to. <laughs> All right. um, and then one final thing I just want to show you. Back to our vendor portal that we looked at. I mentioned the fact that all this will work on a mobile phone. I'm I'm currently in Google Chrome. I can use a feature of Chrome, which looks a bit technical, but this little icon here is a simulator. And effectively, I can see how exactly the same website will operate on an iPhone or an iPad and Mm -hmm. I can even rotate the iPad and that's how it will appear landscape rather than portrait. So you'll see that just by changing the resolution of the device that's looking at it, the application changes accordingly. As soon as you go onto a phone, rather than our three by three grid, automatically we've gone into one long single column down the phone. But Mm -hmm. all the functionality will still be there. I can still get to my widgets. I can still go into workflow. I can still pick a document. Now, the only thing you can't do on this uh, simulator that you would be able to do on an actual phone is you can't uh, zoom in and out on the document, but you can see there's my invoice. So yep. all of that will work on the phone uh, quite happily.
1: Well, thank you uh, so much for this demonstration. I think this really puts the uh, all the words that we, we chatted about in the very beginning into the pictures here and helps people, um, you know, comprehend the, the power and the strength of the uh, WPT offering. And I guess if you were, you know, Mike, to kind of summarize a couple key takeaways, but what would you want people that are watching, listening to, this to remember? Because there's there's a lot we talk about. We talk about the multilingual, the mobile ready stuff, you know, uh, multiple uses. Um, why don't why don't you? You know since you've had a lot of experience with this offering what are the one or two things that you have, have left customers with that they're like well I'm so glad we picked WPT and here's why what comes uh,
0: to mind I, I, I... first and foremost it's about simplicity right I mean we we as people in the software industry we can lose sight sometimes that it's ultimately about the simplicity of use right it's about the end users using the applications right we want people mm-hmm. to come to our our business our company rather than go down the street to somebody else and you know people's expectations of of a of a responsive site that gives them the information they need when they want it if they don't get that they're going to go somewhere else so it's about building a user interface that is simple straightforward to use does exactly the job without all the other stuff that is is a distraction and unnecessary it's about doing it in environments that allows people to use the way they want to work with it, whether it's a desktop or a, a mobile or a tablet, they can do that. Um, but it's it's really just bringing, you know, I, I you say I'm passionate about WPT, I'm even more passionate about OnBase, right? I 12 years is the longest I've studied at any any software company in all my career, and that's because I love OnBase. And, you know, everything that Ombase is good at, but making it available in a simple way that just allows users to do what they want to do rather than make it overly complex that, that switches them off and and kind of turns them against it.
1: Awesome. It's a great way to uh, summarize WPT. And uh, yeah, I apologize if I've, uh, you know, overemphasized your passion on WPT, but that's what brought us together Frankly, that's what I've become very passionate about because I, I, I like you, have been around OnBase for a while. And I, I know the, the strengths of the offering, and we're selling those every day uh, to customers, communicating to, you know, prospects and, and uh, the, the strengths of the platform. And this is just one of those gems, you know, that I, I, I haven't seen emphasized enough. And I'm glad to have been exposed to it, uh, to be able to bring it to our clients. And then, you know, through this forum, expose it even on a, on a greater basis because I think this really does, um, you know, address a, a very, very important need in the marketplace and does it in such a, like you say, a simplistic manner that we haven't seen in the past. And uh, I'm really jacked about it. I'm really excited. I appreciate you taking the time today with us. You're welcome.
0: It's been uh, fun.
1: Educate us all, um, share your experiences. Um, 12 years, a long time, and uh, both of you and I, I think have the uh, uh, the gray, well, you don't have any gray hair, do you? I do.
0: Uh, I I've got, gray got gray plenty hair. of gray hair. I've, I've kept the light in <laughs> the so you can't see it. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, so we've been around a while, and uh, I'm sure we have a lot of stories to share, but this is exciting times to be in our industry, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time today to spend with myself and our listeners and viewers. Thank you for that. Yeah.
0: You've just got to go back and add, add subtitles now for everyone who couldn't understand my accent.
1: <laughs> you did quite well. <laughs> oh, we have to worry about that.
0: <laughs> Good All stuff. Right. Thanks, well, Paul. Thank it's been a guys. lot of
1: fun. It has been. And uh, have a great rest of the, well, it's the afternoon, evening for you now. So go home and enjoy the time with your family. Will do.
0: Talk to you Bye.
1: soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye now.